Hello and welcome to Don't Feed the Geeks, presented by the Long Island Comic Guys, the masters of the geeky verse. We have a full house today for the first time in a long time. Long time. I am TC, joined by Toy Story. Hello. JJ. Yo. Dungeon Master. Greetings. And Bojo. Hello there. <laughs> All right, we have a we have a fun episode today. We're gonna have a little geek debate, nice. some uh, fun topics that we uh, we thought would be hot topic items, uh, very good for a debate. Yeah, stuff that uh, we regularly yell about on Wednesday. Yes, yeah, st- stuff we know that we fall on opposite sides of too to to make it entertaining. <laughs> but uh, but we're gonna start with the geek beat, like always. Uh, share a little news and uh, Mr. Toy Story. You want to take it away there? Definitely. All right, so to, uh, as of recording this, actually, Apple today announced their brand new streaming service, like the 13th one on the market at this point. So it's going to focus her heavily on original content, and it's only going to be five bucks a month. And you even get the first year free if you buy a new Apple product. Are we going to talk about this? Do we care? Because really, what do, what, what do they have? What are they going to bring to the table? Did they mention what shows they're going to bring? They, they haven't said if they're going to have anything, um, any like syndicated shows or anything um, from other networks. But I mean, they're unless, focused. Sorry, what? Unless they're stealing from, unless they're stealing shows from from Netflix, Disney, which they're not going to happen, or Hulu. What are they going to bring to the table? They're focusing heavy on original stuff. So they're saying, like, at this point, one or two new original shows per month. Um. And one of them is actually, I don't know if you guys saw it, it's a show called C, starring Jason Momoa. It's very Game of Thronesy. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think that this is going to be a replacement for anything else, but it's something that people, you know, if they want to see these shows, they could do it for relatively cheap, because that's, so far, that's the cheapest price on the market for a streaming service. Yeah, it's, that's a wait and see uh, what, they, what they're going to bring out. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> just, no, I, nobody's interested i don't know if we can <laughs> pay, really yeah because i mean we're, we're, a lot of us are already paying for a lot of the other streaming services i'm I'm not going to add this one to my so some people already locked in for three years with disney plus yes they did yes we did <laughs> nope <laughs> that's your, that's your problem hey, hey, we got no, go. my problem at all i get to do a month take a month off do a month take two months off <laughs> take six months off if i want I'm not locked in. It's great. <laughs> Listen, that's the way to do it. That's good. Jim, you can get a, if you buy that watch, you'll get it for a year free anyway. Well, maybe, maybe that's what will happen. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's so, another so, so wait a minute. Does that free also count towards phones too? Yeah. Any, I think if you buy any Apple device now, you'll get a year free. So with my company, because I'm in charge of all the Verizon wireless phones, if I buy an Apple phone for any of my 29 employees, I can just, I can, tie all that in maybe <laughs> i'll give them out to you guys <laughs> Nick, wait that's a really Nick, good idea i'll take you up on that all right move on <laughs> moving on so, right. well, 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 one of your bullet points here says netflix and disney stocks dropped it was that actually oh yes they did like as the um as the keynote was happening their both their stocks dropped like three percent or something because of that Which, news yeah yeah i guess so why um because the price i'm sure Okay. <laughs> I'm sure it's not going to stay that way for long. No, no definitely not. But it's just a it's like an immediate reaction to how cheap it is, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I, I hear it's going to be uh, all the Long Island Comic Guy uh, YouTube videos. 
I'll subscribe then. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. Moving on. So next up, um, this past weekend at Fanex in Salt Lake City, apparently there was a Disney, there was a panel, um, a Star Wars panel was supposed to happen with Hayden Christensen and Ian McDermott, who play Anakin Skywalker and Emperor Palpatine, respectively. And apparently at the very last minute, like just I was really fan- hoping you were going to say respectively. I did. I, I was saying I was hoping you did. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so at the very last minute, apparently, like as fans are queuing up outside, Disney essentially called them and forced them to shut it down and threatened legal action if they didn't. Why? <laughs> Why? So those are all the facts that's out there. But people are heavily speculating now, of course, as the Internet does, that they're trying to hide like potential spoilers for that might come out about Episode Nine, which means that people now think that Hayden will make an appearance in it. Well, they, 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 they Disney just opened the lid on that one because that pretty much confirms it, I would think. Yeah, like if I were Disney, that's, that seems like the stupidest thing to do. Because now that's what everybody thinks is going to happen. Dumb, 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 dumb. Mm. I mean, that or they're just concerned that Ian McDermott can't keep his stuff together. I mean, it might not necessarily be that Hayden's going to be in it, but... I think he was on panels and stuff at, um, like, Celebration, no? Yeah, but that's, like, stuff that they're controlling, so they can gear the questions the way they want it. Oh, you're saying because Disney's not involved in this? Yeah, I think so. That's possible. And and that's the other thing. Why didn't Disney know about this before the panel? So, I mean, now they should have known about this panel was going to go on weeks in advance, I I would think. Yeah, why at the very last minute? I mean, that's what they did. They did two things. They opened up a, they opened up a box here, um, get people speculating, and then you know, ticket sales. I imagine because that confirms it. Yeah, I mean, I I I think he's going to be in it. I don't know what you guys think, yeah. but they probably did that deliberately. Sorry, what's that? They probably did that deliberately just so they have more speculation going on. Oh, you think they want speculation? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They want to get more people excited about it, even though, you know, the the fans are already excited. But, you know, I guess they want to just drum it up even more, you know, build the tension to where it can get to, you know, I don't know, like crazy levels. Mm-hmm. So why not just uh, why not just, hey, it's like, no, you, you guys can't do this panel, you know, because uh, we're not going to allow it. And then, and then they just have everybody talking about it. That's true. I mean, I feel feel like Disney's not stupid, so they probably know, you know, what they're doing, unless they actually only found out about it last minute. (laughs) This is probably the longest conversation about Hayden uh, that Tess uh, has sat through. Oh, we're going to have more later. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saving my thoughts. Move on. Move on. (laughs) All right, moving on. So um, Christian (laughs) Nadell was recently interviewed by Variety, I think, um, at at, like some awards show or red carpet or something, and they asked him what he thought about – you know, the new Batman casting, Robert Pattinson. And he thinks, he, he said, all the best to him. You know, I think he's an absolutely fantastic actor and a wonderful choice for Batman. So, not really newsworthy, but um, just interesting. That he's, he's the second tallest Batman. Yes, he is. Has it been 100% confirmed that he's going to be the new next Batman? Yeah. So, so, so something else recently came out. Um, Pattinson said that he was, he was really mad when that rumor came out, um, leaked earlier this year because he thought that was going to cost him the role because he knows how secretive they like to be. Mm-hmm. So he thought they were just going to scrap him and go with somebody else to keep the secret. But they ended up staying. Okay. 
Yeah, I don't know. Are you guys excited for him? No. I'm not excited for any DC movie until after I see it. <laughs> You'll go see them, though? Yeah, I mean, I'm willing to check it out. I mean, unless the trailer looks god-awful. I mean, I'll be there. I mean, it's Batman. It's not like, you know, they're trying to get me to go see, like, a, I don't even know, like some rando character. <laughs> okay. All right, next up, so Mission Impossible 7 is happening, which I actually didn't even know about until today. And Haley Atwell, who plays Agent Carter, is going, was just cast in an undisclosed role. Yeah, she is. Undisclosed role, sorry. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, hope that, I hope there's a lot undisclosed. <laughs> oh, my God, okay. <laughs> she's, she's just wonderful. I enjoy everything she does. I didn't need a reason to go see Mission Impossible 7 more than the fact that it's just a Mission Impossible 7, but it's a nice added bonus. Oh, yes, it is. I haven't seen, like, the last three. You've missed the best ones. I'm shocked that it's up to seven. I, I just, I didn't think it was up to seven. The first one's still the best one. So is this yeah, one? I, I am, too. I thought they were only up to, like, four. <laughs> no, they're up to, like, six. When did the last one come out? Last summer, maybe a little longer than that, maybe two really? summers ago. That recent? Yeah. I think Pretty the last sure. one I saw was the first one with Simon Pegg in it. That was Mission Impossible Three. Yeah. No, he was like the not... tech guy in the office. No, that wasn't three. No, no, it was four, four. Maybe four or five was the last one I saw then. <laughs> yeah. They keep like putting numbers in the titles after I think the third one. Because I saw the one with. Philip Seymour Hoffman, and then the one that after was, that I saw, and so that, that was, was three and four, where he climbs the the tower in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, that's yeah that four. was number four. Yeah. Okay, so that's the last one I saw. <laughs> okay. Yeah, whatever. I'm gonna go see it. <laughs> Rambo is coming out in days, which is what? more important than that. Does it come out this week? It comes out the twentieth. Last Blood. Oh, damn. Are we going looks, to see that? It looks awesome. Yeah, I want to, I'm going to see it, even if I go by myself. Yeah, I want to see that. What's Rambo? Originally, I was trying to get my mom to go, but then she thought I said something else, and she's like, I don't want to go see but, that. We, we need to mute Zach for the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> What's Rambo? Shut up. Pick him off this call. <laughs> okay. I saw First Blood, and then I saw Rambo too. I think I missed a movie in there. Uh, you missed a I, few. I, I, I haven't seen either of them. <laughs> no, that was the correct order. It was Rambo. It was First Blood and then two. I know, but I haven't seen them. I saw the one where, like, the most recent one. Oh, John Rambo. Rambo or John Rambo? <laughs> like wildly out of context. Wow. Yeah, wildly out of context. <laughs> All right. All right, move on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so next up, JJ actually brought this to our attention today. Um, apparently, so MCU is obviously looking to introduce Fantastic Four within, which in the, within the next few years, and one of the biggest villains out of that is Galactus. Now, there's a few names floating around for who's going to be cast in that role, and one name floating around is Liam Neeson. Kind of like to so see Jim, that. Where the hell did you hear this? <laughs> it was on. Uh, it was comicbook.com. Yeah. Yep. You can't trust that website. I, I don't trust any website, but, you know, it was there and it caught my eye because I, I like Liam Neeson. I know he's he's had some issues in the last 
couple months, but I like the way he, I like the way he speaks. So I think his voice with Glax, I I can visualize that. I could hear that actually. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what goes. I don't know who else could play Galactus. Yeah. Josh Brolin. Bro, what's his Bro, Brolin? I Josh Brolin. He's played, third, he's, he's played everything else. So might as well just add him to that. <laughs> I, can see that I just think Galactus should be a cloud. What's that? I just think Galactus should be a cloud. All right. Can you end the call with him, please? <laughs> I tried to before. <laughs> we, is that the same thing as that parallax, dude? Yeah, every bad comic movie, comic uh, cloud villain. That should be Dude, Doctor, Doctor Strange wasn't bad. Yeah, that was in spite of the cloud villain. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but right. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I know. I, I I know I'm really excited to see who they cast for all the for all of these roles. Honestly, for the whole Fantastic Four. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure they're going to bring back Surfer too. I mean, at this point, they should just throw Keanu Reeves' name at that. They've thrown him at every other character for what? in the MCU. For what? For Galactus? <laughs> yeah. Well, that'd be pretty they're interesting, pro- they're, they're probably at the point right now where they have, Keanu Reeves. they have Keanu Reeves on contract, and they're just trying to figure out who he's going to play. My name is Galactus. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Okay. You probably got Hugo Weaving already, huh? Did, did he play something already? Red Skull. Oh, no. No. That's a mask. He could play someone different. True. <laughs> All right, moving on. Moving on. All right, so our final point. This is about the, this is a couple weeks old, but I, we didn't we forgot we didn't really mention it. Um, I don't know if you, any of you guys have watched Breaking Bad back in the day. Never. No? Anybody? I watched I the, the first season. season. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you all suck. It's really good. But um, they just announced a, uh, a movie that's going to be coming out on Netflix called El Camino. That's going to be taking place right after the um, right after the series ended. And I think it ended like, I don't even know how long ago at this point, years ago, though. Is this but, the movie um, that they were talking about? Like, there's only one movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's coming out exclusively on Netflix. Oh, because I thought it was going to hit the theater and then go to Netflix. So it's no, not- Netflix on October 11th. Interesting. Yeah, so any Breaking Bad fans should be good. Original writers and directors of the other show, so yeah. So is is Walter White in it? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the spoilers have uh, passed on Breaking Bad, so he died at the end of it. So no. <laughs> Does he actually die? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if <laughs> yeah. So, but it's it's supposed to focus on Jesse. I thought I saw a scene where he. I don't know, because I watched In and Out. Steph and her sister watched the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I guess I just didn't re- recall that because I did watch the last episode, but I didn't remember. I thought yeah, he was in the cabin, but I guess that was after he. Yeah, died. it was after that. He like fell on the ground, and then it ended with him with that. Yeah. Made- uh, I think that guy Jesse was awful. I think really? the show was good when he wasn't on it. That, I mean, you you noticed that he made one movie and then he didn't make any more after that. Need for Speed. Yeah, he made that great commercial though, where he was on the treadmill. Yeah, that was good. But they didn't give him lines. Did you notice that? Nope. All right. Hmm. I mean, I like the world, so I'm gonna watch it either way. Well, maybe maybe they'll bring that guy back out uh, back as a force ghost or something like that. Yeah, or they recon it and he's alive, which is likely, go. I think. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right, that's it for news today. Nice. Good job. Good job. Woo! All right. Shall we move on to our main event? Sure. We've got a lot here, huh? 
Yeah, we do. Who, who, who wants to uh, start? All right, so basically we have a bunch of um, debate topics here. So we're going to try and go through each one and give our give our respective opinions on each. And I think Mr. TC would like to start with the first. We may... uh, let's wait for that one. Let's ease into why, it. Why do we need to wait on that one? We're, we're, <laughs> I, I, I want to hear this. We can't, we can't start with the best. I mean... I think that is the best. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, let's, all right, let's go, say do, do something else. Pick something right. else. So we got here the best live-action Batman. Are we talking movies, TV shows? What are we, what live are we action, so TV shows or movies, huh. I would say at least. Okay. Yes, hmm. So, but in human form. I can already see Bojo's face. And he wants to throw Kevin Conroy at me. He's well, that's not the correct answer. So you said live action. He doesn't count. Well, until he doesn't count. He doesn't count. Until <laughs> Crisis on Infinite Earth. Just yeah. saying. Yeah. But he hasn't showed up yet, so. So, so TC, you go first, TC. Um, I think it is. it does get contentious. I think they all have their own spins to it. But I haven't seen somebody do a better job than... Um, Michael Keaton at this point. Michael Keaton was a great Bruce Wayne. He was a great Batman. Um, did he do all of them the best? Like both? Was he the best Bruce Wayne and Bat and best Batman? No, but I think he was the best of the balance between the two. I totally agree. I agree with you on that one. <laughs> Zach, yeah, Batman I, guy. Bruce. I I can't argue with that. Yeah, I got to go with Michael Keaton. Oh, well, I got to be the guy that takes the opposite stance. I see how this is. So no, no, go ahead. <laughs> I think I know who you're gonna say. I think you said this in the Batman episode. Uh, did I? Maybe. Uh, go ahead. Looks wise, on the screen, Batman. Who? I think Affleck killed it. Affleck for Batman. Affleck for Batman. I love Bale. I think he's really good. I think Keaton's great. I have nothing against Keaton whatsoever. I think he's great in the first movie. I think Bale is pretty good in the first. Like Batman Begins, he's really good. Dark Knight, he gets a lot to, to work with within the story, but that's not really his story per se. That's the that's the Harvey Dent movie. You know, it's like Batman Returns. Batman Returns is more like a, a Catwoman Penguin story than it is a Batman story. Right? Agree? Disagree? I think that Affleck has the look, though. Like, he's got the gray suit. I've always wanted to see that on screen. Maybe that's just me. Was he great in Justice League? No. I, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm going to give you no more than the look. I like the look. I think the execution... And again, you know, I think we've said this before. I don't think the execution was necessarily his fault. It seemed no. like bad writing. Um, I think, you know, he delivered the, the terrible lines the best way he could. And um, But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, because it's my first Batman, but, you know, when I think of Batman, Michael Keaton. You know, uh, I feel that. I get that. Yeah, It's not really much of a debate. That's literally just, just like, hey, who did you like? Yeah, because, yeah, you know, each one, you know, each movie was done by a different director and different writers and stuff like that. So they all have, I, I think that I, I like them all. My least two favorite was probably Val Kilmer and Clooney. The other three with, you know, you know, you had, we you had Tim Burton. I mean, Keaton was fantastic in that, in that atmosphere, in that uh, setting where you had, uh, 
the other guy, uh, the Dark Knight, you know, was made Christian Bale. Christian Bale. It was made to be very dark, very, very gritty. He he was great in that. It was it, again. It was a it was a it was a good Batman. You're right. They they were good for their respective worlds. Right. So you know, being who's the best one. I mean, they were all good, but it, it I think it all depended on who directed it, who you know, how the writing was, and everything else. I mean, Adam West. I I loved Adam West. It was a different type. <laughs> it was a different type of. Some TV days show. you just can't get rid of a bomb. It, right. I mean, that was. A, it was. I guess it was just the way it was made. Um, but you know, if I had to choose my least favorite, it would be those two guys. Um, but they, they all, I think Affleck was fantastic. Again, I agree with you, Zach. I think it was much better on his own than with the justice league. I didn't like, I think he's, I think he's probably the best Bruce Wayne. Agreed. Bruce Wayne though. Hmm. Who? Affleck. I'll be honest with you. I like, uh, I like the, the, the two ladies favorite. I think were the best Bruce Wayne's. I think, Val Kilmer and Val Kilmer and, was a um, great yes I like Clooney were, were pretty good Bruce Wayne's interesting I didn't like Clooney I I, I just uh, it rubbed me the wrong I, way I I feel like I can't actually discuss their their roles because I can't watch those movies yeah, it's tough <laughs> like I physically yeah, cannot I, get through them I, I I can't get past the outfits <laughs> in those. <laughs> Yeah, there, there was just something wrong with them. And I mean, we we even had the what the, we were watching part of it when we did one the the show with at the tattoo shop that they had it up on the screen. Which one was that? That was the one that with, was um, with Poison Arnold, Ivy. Right? Yeah, and it was just you know the that way was it, Batman and Robin. It was that was, that was the Clooney one. Yeah, it just yeah. like the, the move. It just moved too fast. It was, it was very. I don't know. I'm not gonna say cartoony, but it was just the lighting was all off. I just I didn't like it. That was by far the worst one. Uh, yeah. So I don't think Batman and Robin was as bad, but uh, no, that was that was that was bad. <laughs> but, I mean, in, in comparison to that one, I I feel like that one's definitely more tolerable to watch. Batman Forever, or Batman and Robin. Batman Forever. I feel like they didn't completely and again jump the shark in that one like they did in Batman and Robin. Mm. Okay. Just gonna nod and shake my head here. <laughs> yeah, Zach is making an angry look. Angry looks. <laughs> Not feeling it. <laughs> well, that's that's why we're doing this. look. That's why we're doing this. All right. <laughs> okay. Any closing thoughts on on live I mean, action Batman? At, at the end of the day, this all comes down to personal taste. What do we like? out of these movies, what movies did we grow up with too? Because that plays a huge role in it. Absolutely. Um, you know, I don't think there's any concrete best, but there's obviously the best to us. I mean, that goes for anything though. Right. So end of day, uh, everybody voted Michael Keaton. So in this debate, Michael yeah. Keaton wins. The majority. <laughs> we'll, we'll give him that. Yep. Yeah. All right. So Michael Keaton wins this one. So everyone except for Zach gets a win. <laughs> <laughs> he gets this feels uh he gets hits close to home. <laughs> he gets muted. He gets muted for ten seconds. Oh, fifteen. Was this PTI? <laughs> cool. All right, we want to move on to another one. Cool. Yes, yeah, someone pick. Uh, why don't you pick? Oh, I just picked. Come on. I'm gonna go there. So the Star Wars versus Star Trek versus Star Wars. Oh, That's here we go. Now I one. I don't know why this is even on here because. And the, I'm, we, we're, we're PG-13, right? So Star Trek sucks. I'm sorry to say. I'm not sorry to say. Wow. Star Wars, Star Trek sucks. 
hours. There's, there's no comparison there. Star Trek, I you know, I I've watched Star Trek when it first came out, and I just I felt even when I was a kid when it came out and you watched it, I, I felt bored of it. Nice, nice, very nice. It was it was it, to me it was boring. It was very boring. It was, uh, and even still to this day, I I just I can't get any enjoyment out of. I've Star watched Trek. a little bit of each series, and I just can't. I, I completely agree. I don't know what it is. It, it's and you know it's the same thing. I mean they're just they keep traveling. To go boldly where no man's gone before. But where are you going? It's like Walking Dead, the constant walking. Right. It's exploration, man. But what are they actually exploring? Like, what? what? To seek out new life and new civilizations. Oh, <laughs> to boldly go where no one's gone before. <laughs> but there are so people find new simple... places, find new women, sleep with them. <laughs> to go to the water Captain Kirk would do, not what I would do. <laughs> What's that, Tease? Uh, so I think there's a simple explanation for this. Uh, it seems that you and Matt are the kind of dog chasing the bone fans or the ball where you just like the action and excitement. And, uh, I feel like Star Trek's a little bit more of a, of an intellectual. Program. No, no, no. Because I generally hate the action sequences in movies. I think they're very boring. I prefer exposition and stuff. So I'm actually surprised I don't like Star Trek. Well, I'll give it to you this way. I was like, I think I'm a big fan of both, and I, I'm going to be hard-pressed to pick one. But so Star Wars has great storyline. I mean, in my opinion, Star Wars has, what, nine movies at this point? We're, we're talking about three, right? What's three that? Nine? We're talking about three of the nine movies here? But I'm saying, no, Star Wars as a whole. I, I'm okay. counting, you know, we're counting all of Star Wars, all of Star Trek. Star Wars has about nine movies in in. In the saga, not including like the add-ons. Okay. Um, I think only about four of those were good. Um, Star Trek. Hold on. What's your what's your st- what's your fourth? That's good. Uh, the Force Awakens. Interesting. Okay. I'm putting that on the list. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't think any of the prequels were good, and I don't think. Uh, Last Jedi was good. So we've we've done and, this before, though, and we'll and we'll get into the whys of that soon. But there's so much content with Star Trek. I mean, like I said, the early stuff was so cheesy, but I mean, it it set it set the stage. I mean, I, I don't think you, there could be a Star Wars without a Star Trek. I agree with that. Um, I mean, th- there was definitely. I mean, I'm sure he borrowed ideas. Um, you know, George Lucas borrowed ideas from uh, Roddenberry's stuff, and I. You know what? I, I'm going to go out there and say I think the next generation might not just be the best Star Trek series on, that they've done, but might be the best one of the best television series well, ever are done. We, I mean, are, we, are we talking movies or series? Because they're two different things. Because I'm, is... I'm talking everything. Oh, as a whole. Yeah, I mean this is. Well, it's a it's uh, a. Se- go ahead. Star Wars right now is just te- is just movies. So I'm comparing the movies, Star Trek movies, to Star Star Wars. All right, what, oh, if we're, what if we're comparing so everything? If we're I'm comparing talking to the worlds. I like I like I JJ here likes I like some of the TV shows. Like I I love Picard. I thought he was fantastic. I love I like the TV shows. I thought they were a lot more better than the movies. Except, I think they are more better too. Except DS Nine. Yes, I I have to agree with that. Um. Yeah, the movies weren't great. I mean, in comparison, the 
the television was a lot better, in my opinion. Some some of the movies were good. I mean, I enjoy quite a few of them. I, my my most favorite one is the one where they went back in time. I can watch that over and over again without a problem. Anything the else? Quest Home? Yeah, is that is that what it is? Yeah. I think so. The Voyage Home. The Voyage Home. The Voyage Home. Yeah. It was Quest for Spock. I was I was combining two movies. <laughs> Search for Spock. But now, if, we're, if, if we're talking, to I, you, I went, I went on a quest in that movie. Well, well, there was the the next generation. They they went back in time too with the Borg. The first first con- uh, first contact. Yeah, yeah that was actually a really good one. Which was that was a good one too. Okay. So, I, yeah, I, I, I guess both I guess both of them were were pretty awesome. Both of what? So I the 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 movies with them going back in okay. time. The next generation and the original. Okay. But as a whole, like... All right, as a world. So if we're talking TV, movie, everything, Star Trek, TV, movie, everything, Star Wars. I'm, I'm Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. Zach, I, this is apples and oranges. It, it really is apples and oranges. It's not It's not even the same thing. It's, it's tough because... You want to compare Stargate to Star Trek? You want to compare Battle Babylon Five to Star Trek? We can do that, but I don't think you can really compare Star Trek to Star Wars because they're completely different franchises. Star yeah, Trek has to the sixties and was a series of TV series, and they're not like the Star Wars movies are essentially war movies, right? When they're done best. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Apples and oranges. That's why it was turned. One's about exploration, one's about warfare. Yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, elements of warfare that come into Star Trek, too. True. I think they're silly. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think some of them are pretty good. I think some of the best stuff they did was, you know, when they're facing off against the, you know, the Cardassians or the Borg or when they got to the point where um, they're facing those other guys. I mean, Deep Space Mine was definitely not my favorite. I mean, I enjoyed it more when. uh, Worf joined, but I mean, listen, I mean, it's it's hard for me to choose. I mean, those other um, shows that you brought up aren't even in the same realm of Star Trek and Star Wars, so I think it's hard to it, you can compare those to those. When, when were the think about the number of series Stargate has? It's got the original Stargate like movie, then you've got Stargate like, SG One, Stargate Atlantis. But again, I think you... there was a third series that they did. Yeah, but think about how many series sci-fi does of anything because does sci-fi really matter that as a television uh, channel how many times did they change their name to confuse you about what you, channel you were watching well they really stopped being a sci-fi channel and <laughs> rebranded themselves so it wouldn't be I mean, they're sci-fi nerdy you, you, you can open up a whole you can open up a whole can of worms here because i mean if you're going to compare the, the the tv shows with the movies i mean you, you're going to add you, you know farscape you're going to add uh uh, what is that? Serenity. Oh, Farscape you know, was fun. Farscape. I mean, I, was, I loved Farscape, but what's the other one? The Firefly. I mean, you're gonna open up a whole can of worms. Battlestar Galactica. Battle, Thank you. Know, you. Battlestar Galactica. So, don't yeah. think they were on the same level. Uh, <laughs> yes and no, I think. Do they have their own conventions? Uh, probably. <laughs> probably. Probably. <laughs> Everything is a convention. <laughs> Sopranos has a convention. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. Nope. I I heard it got canceled right before uh right before it went on. Did it? I got oh, nothing. Sorry. I got nothing. I'm sorry. So, poor reference. I didn't actually watch the show. <laughs> so 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 going back to the beginning, you know, to, to to the front of this, you know, Star Trek versus Star Wars. Movie wise, I'm gonna stick with Star Wars. 
I don't think you can judge the movies for Star Trek without the TV shows. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to do that. I don't think you can judge it on it. <laughs> Whereas I think the Star Wars TV show, I'm looking at you, Clone Wars, makes the movies better as a result. Absolutely. I agree. 100% agree. Right? 100%. I think that, like, property-wise, yeah, there's more money in Star Wars. I think there's a more hard fan base in Star Wars. But, uh, I don't know, the room for growth is just so good. No one balked when, well, I mean, everyone balks every single time they end the series and start a new crew. But, <laughs> right, I was going to say nobody does that, but yeah, they do. I don't know. I don't know what point I was getting at. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> this is a poor argument on my half. I, I think I think if we were talking just the original trilogy, I don't think anything compares to episode four, five, and six. When you judge them all as a whole, I feel like the entire body of work that Star Trek has done a little bit better. And again, they're not as popular and they're not as profitable, but I think they've been more consistent with the product that they've put out. I was about to say consistency. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do a crazy thing which I didn't even ex- I I didn't even think while when I started this that I was gonna pick this but I'm gonna pick Star Trek. Wow, I'm 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 surprised myself. Okay, I, I I debated myself into picking Star Trek. And here comes a 15 minute mute, 15 second mute. <laughs> you don't get to talk about Hayden now. So did did, I, did anybody else pick Star Trek? I think Zach does. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Bruce? So, so ter- currently we have a tiebreaker, right? Oh, jeez. Um, I'm the tiebreaker. I'm say Firefly. Throw I'm... us all off. <laughs> I'm edging ever so slightly to Star Trek over Star Wars, Ooh. simply because there was more of it to feed your need for the Star Trek universe. Just, just for that fact alone. So in terms of like volume that they put out. Yes, I mean, okay. granted, not all of it was great. I mean, I never got into Deep Space Nine. I never got into Enterprise Discovery. I haven't even watched any of it. So do you mean that or, there's like essentially there's more good Star Trek out there than there is good Star Wars? Um, yes, but simply because the volume of the Star Trek content is like. A hundred times more than Star Wars. Okay. I think it's all tone. It's uplifting. It's hopeful. Yeah. Right? It's like a utopian view of what the future can be, and how often do you see futures where things are actually good? That's true. I mean, yeah, it's unique. Yeah. true. I think I think it was the the kind of thing that inspired people to make it. I mean, there was stuff they came up with in Star in Star Trek that. It's like, hey, this is a crazy thing that may never happen. It's like, and it's like, hey, we we've actually invented a lot of this stuff at this point, which is is pretty cool. Hopeful I will be more impressed when somebody creates a real lightsaber than Star Wars wins again. <laughs> there are guys on on YouTube that have, have made versions of it. Of a lightsaber? I want one that I can yeah, carry it's not around. Quite. I, I, I want I want the legit one. Don't don't tell. Coming back to me when I can I can burn through my door with a light sword. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot my keys. It's all right. I'll just make a hole in the door. <laughs> I'm giving it to Star Wars. 
you, you can't you can't play. You guys. Not unless I go for more than fifty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. So should we move into our next uh, topic? Star Trek won that. Yes. <clears throat> so I think that's a good segue into the main, probably the best topic tonight, right? Yes. Let's let's move to there. Tess, would you like to take the reins on this one? Yes. Yeah, so give it to him. Give it to him. I I just wrote Hayden Christensen's Anakin Skywalker, and I guess it should be good or bad should be in there. So I'm going to go off on my rant if you just give me a few minutes. Yeah, I'm going to go after you. I already called that spot. And uh, I think everything he did on screen was terrible. The fact that he and Jake Lloyd, who was essentially a 10-year-old, had very similar performances in the Star Trek movies was horrible. Was that? Star Wars. You, Star Wars. Star Trek. It's Star Wars. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, because he also called one of the people from Star Trek the Kardashians. So I was wondering where Kim felt. <laughs> I said the Kardashians. Kardashians. Oh, it sounded like Kardashians. It was very confusing when, when Keeping Up with the Kardashians, the Kardashians <laughs> came out. Because I was like, are we going to keep up with Caldecott or what? <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, let, me get, let me get back on point here. But, um, Caldecott. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, you know, I thought about it a lot today because I knew this was going to be like my hot, you know, hot topic push button here. And it's just like I remember watching and not only was I uncomfortable every time I watched them on screen in the prequels. But if you if you notice the people acting in the scenes with them, I feel like they're almost cringing as much as I am. You know, th- there was a lot of good acting done. Um um, e- e- Ewan McGregor. I mean, he's a fantastic um, Obi Wan, and even the girl. Um, she, her name is eluding right Portman. now. Natalie Portman. I mean, fantastic as well. And for them to go out and like, <laughs> why are you looking at me like that? Okay. You're out of your mind, but we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like they're they're sitting there, but and granted, they weren't great, but. <laughs> Um, I'm taking notes. I mean, you and McGregor was very good, but Hayden Christian is just like every scene he was in, every line he delivered. I mean, I, I've said this one multiple times, and I can't even watch the scene at this point. But when he comes back from like saving his mother, and he goes, "I killed them, all of them, but not just the men, but the women and the children." I was like. Oh my God! This is <laughs> I've never like been embarrassed to be in a Star Wars movie in my life. I was embarrassed to be in that movie. It was just deplorable. I don't. I, I, there's not a saving grace for me from him. There's not a single scene, a line that he does. It's just amateurish, and he should have never been casted in that movie. Who do you think should have been the caster for that? I don't know. Um, maybe my dog. Sophie would have done a great job. <laughs> I mean, she wow. couldn't have delivered the lines worse. <laughs> well, you bring up the problem with Hayden Christensen's roles, right? The dialogue. May I? Yeah, go for it. Okay. I mean, if Tess Mr. is Mr. TC. <laughs> I'm, I'm You're done? Okay. I'm done. I do not think his performances were good at all. So we are in agreement there. He was very wooden. He was very cringy, especially in Attack of the Clones. I did not think he was bad in Revenge of the Sith. 
I did not think he was great in Revenge of the Sith, but he was not nearly as bad as he was in Attack of the Clones. Now, do, could that be due to his inexperience? Maybe. He was 19 when he was hired, had never acted before. Granted, so was Mark Hamill, and he was great, but that's besides the point. Um, for me, it was the dialogue, the direction, and the writing that killed his performance. Almost entirely. I mean, I don't think I don't anybody know. could have delivered those lines well. Agreed. You're, you're wrong. Marlon Brando would have crushed him. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you're, you're talking about a seasoned actor. Yeah, he, yeah and, and he wasn't. I mean, l- listen, there's, there's plenty of young people who have done well. I mean, as bad as the lines were in... As we were talking before, like Ben Affleck's lines, I don't think he delivered them poorly. I think they were just bad lines. The, the, I mean, I, I, I think really bad regardless lines. of what he was saying, it was his delivery, it was his body language, the, the whole movie. I'm saying it's, it's, I'm saying he's not entirely to blame for this. Oh, I mean, he's not entirely to blame. I mean, the line, a lot of the lines were bad, but even the lines that were just like simple, it was just like he's just so, like making like weird faces and like so okay know, so but why aren't we seems uncomfortable and unsure of himself the whole time which i mean shows to me clearly. so why aren't, aren't we blaming george lucas for not directing him properly then i mean I, I, how much can george lucas do at that point i mean i feel like george lucas's focus for those movies were i finally have the technology to make the vision i want to see and i feel like he was probably less concerned about the the acting I feel like that's he a is the director. Yes. It is his job to oversee that way the the actors are, are are delivering their lines. The man wrote the damn script, right? So if he uh-huh. has to change anything, he's on scene, on location to change it so it's actually good. One hundred. Right? I'm not saying he's not blameless. <laughs> I agree that he he takes a part of the blame. But I mean, he no. he should he should t- the biggest part of the blame is casting him in the first place. No, I don't think so. Listen, Natalie Portman is not good in those. She movies. is awful in those movies. She's not she exactly not good in those movies. She would, the fact look that she would look a lot worse. She would look a lot worse. Natalie Portman to get a good performance out of her is proof enough. You know why Ewan McGregor was able to do a good Obi-Wan? Because there's already an Obi-Wan character. We already saw him. He had something to base his performance off of. I don't. I don't even think of them as the same person. I think he he made his own Obi Wan. I think he made the journey to where he needed to be happen. I don't think we're even going to see him close to that until we see this um this solo series of his. Not solo the movie solo you know the yeah. Obi Wan series. Yes. I don't even Sorry. think you get the. I don't even think you get the same person. I'll be honest with you. So you're telling me you think his performances in episode two and episode three are equally as bad? Yes. Hmm. Wow. I don't. I don't think there's any improvement there. You're wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Zach, what were you gonna say? I just. I. I'm the Star Trek guy. Come to the Star Wars defense here. <laughs> I just think it's funny. Yeah. I, I'm going to be honest with you. The reason Star Trek within the last the topic that Star Trek wound up winning is because of these movies and partly his performance. I was I was the first person in line to go see episode one. And I was just like, 
that guy at the end with the horns was pretty cool. I was like, the next one will probably be a little better, and they were not. <laughs> I think, I mean, outside of him, I enjoyed them because they were Star Wars. You know, I got lightsaber battles and Yoda and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's just he he single-handedly ruined those movies for me. JJ, I want to hear from you. You're you're the the Star Wars aficionado. Listen, I I I, I agree with what Zach said. It, it I don't put the blame totally on 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 Hayden. Um, I, I think the way it was written for him, uh, those cheese ball lines. Natalie got the same lines. I thought her lines were cheese ball. Like Annie, you're breaking my heart. Like that whole thing was just. I cringed there for that. I thought that was a cringy moment. Um, I mean, all their scenes together were cringeworthy. But it's a weird situation they put them in. He was ten years old when we meet him, but she's like she's older, significantly older. Right, yeah, sixteen. You know, uh, I don't think he's. You know, it's it's unfortunate for him because I he took. I think he Hayden took such a bad rap with this movie, and that's why he hasn't been casted in other things. I mean, I've seen him in other movies. I mean, Jumper, it was all right. It was it wasn't bad. I saw um, that he was not good. It it was all right. I'm not saying it's it was bad. It, I just, I don't blame Hayden on 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 the Star Wars side of it. I think it was if uh, George Lucas wanted to, he could have gotten a good performance out of him, or at least better than what we got. And if he didn't, if he, so, and if he was unhappy, he could have recasted him. I would think, right? If you're putting that much movie, hundreds of millions of dollars into Episode Two, and you think he's bad or he's not doing his job then you could easily recast him. You have the money, too. The fact that he didn't, and the fact that he didn't fix what was wrong, that's on him. I'm not, I'm not making it blameless to George Lucas. I mean, he's. if anything, we can say he's he's equally at fault. I mean, you know, he went with this. Mm-hmm. The point I'm trying to make is, like, so if you want to prove me wrong... I'm not, I'm not, I'm could... not proving you wrong, though, because I agree with you. I probably agree that you had, like, on the amount that he was awful in Episode 2. I disagree with you on how... on him being bad in episode three. And you, you gotta, you gotta understand too. Episode two was a, a lot different type of star Wars movie that we've seen. So, you know, I mean, we, we were, we were seeing space battles and, you know, laser sword fighting and blasters and everything else. And then all of a sudden here's this movie. It turned into this love story person, you know, if that's what you want to call it, it, it didn't, it, it didn't did, mesh well. It didn't I mean, mesh well. But, but you it, got that with Han and Leia and Empire. But again, that's a totally different type of relationship. I mean, here they were focusing on two people trying to fall in love, one good, one goodish evil. It, it, I, I, it, it was forced in Empire. Yeah, it didn't feel forced. It definitely. It was de- you definitely felt for. I yeah, felt there was forced. no chemistry. Yeah, it would have felt forced though with anybody. In those places, and, saying those lines, and, and you said the perfect, and having the same direction, and you said the perfect word, Tess. You said chemistry. Han and Leia, awesome chemistry, like perfect on the spot. You saw it, you felt it, you, you lived it. The chemistry between Natalie and and Hayden, it, it felt forced. It was like ugh, they're trying to stick two people that are totally different. It it, it was not natural at all. Okay. Han and Leia were great. Imagine. I mean, they same. did hook up in real life too, though. Yeah. True. Hayden, no, Hayden and Natalie. Yeah, so did Han and Leia. Yeah. Luke and Han. Nice. Imagine Han and Leia saying those lines from episode two. Would it have worked? Absolutely not. 
No, it wouldn't have worked because again, it was the way that the movie was directed and was shot. It was more forced as, mean, a, as a love story. But but if you want to go back to this, this is also apples and oranges. It's not stuff Han would say. Like right, I right. think that you can get Harry Fisher to say her lines better than she did. I don't. I mean, like Harrison Ford, like he's not a Jedi. Like I can't see him as in that role anyway. Hmm. I mean, so, so 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 to my point is. Is there a good performance that you've seen from Hayden Christensen outside of this? So, I mean, yes, you want to blame George Lucas for his part, fine. But, I mean, is there a movie where someone else is directing him and he's doing a good job? I haven't seen I, that. I've only had a movie I've seen in his jumper, and he was just as terrible in that. And did George Lucas make that one? I honestly don't know. Jim, do you agree jumper was just as bad? It was okay. I mean, it was. I try not to put those type of movies in, in, and he, in a Star Wars frame. And what I'm going to go back to you with is, so I think the reason he was a little bit more tolerable in the Revenge of the Sith mm-hmm. is because he said less. I'm, I'm actually looking at all the movies that he's made, Hayden. Um, and to be honest with you, I haven't seen, I've probably seen four of them, mm-hmm. two, three of them. You can find them in the $10 DVD bins yeah, it's too expensive. at Costco. Okay, Jumper's the only one <laughs> that I've seen outside uh, of Star Wars. I, 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 I mean, you can find it now in the dollar bin. Yeah. yeah. Listen, one, one of the biggest, for me at least, like, I've analyzed this a lot. I think the biggest flaw with this is the character itself and the character that he wrote. Because, what's that? I said probably. Listen, the whole, the whole idea of the prequels was, you know, that whole thing that Yoda says in the beginning, fear is the past of the dark side. We see a, an Anakin, the Anakin that he gave us, you know, is scared, is whiny, is troubled, you know, and is intolerable because of that. But that's like the way the character was written. And that's like a lot of the same complaints that people have about Kylo Ren. You know, true. I don't think Kylo Ren is nearly as terrible as he is. I'm, I'm talking about I'm not talking about in terms of acting. I'm, ter- I'm talking about in like in terms of the character like that. The character's personality. Yes. I did have some cringy moments with 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 uh, with Kyler in though. I mean, he did ha- mm-hmm. he did have some cringy moments the way he spoke and what and and how and some of his lines. So it was. I feel like the thing they did with that though that made it better is they kind of made it a little bit light of it. Right. Like they made so, jokes out of it. Yeah, like you know the scene where he's like having you know a, a hissy fit. Like, the, you see the stormtroopers walk and then, like, kind of slowly walk back and go the other way. Right. I was like, that's actually pretty funny. Right. Which you, you don't really get a lot of moments like that in the Star Wars universe outside of, like, Han Solo cracking jokes. Yeah. And unfortunately... Well, in, the, in those, in episodes two and three, George was trying to make them, you know, serious and, like, very heavy. And it just kind of didn't work. What were you going to say, Jim? And, and unfortunately, you know, we, we, we in the first, the first three, you know, the original three, we, you know, we got to see Darth Vader how vicious he was <laughs> and, uh, and, and how, how he progressed in the first three. And then we see this in the prequels, we see this whiny kid who has terrible lines, who's going to be Darth Vader. I mean, it, it did, it, it did put a bad taste in my mouth on how Darth Vader was before he was Darth Vader. If that makes I, any sense at all. And, and the problem was with me is that I feel like he, he kind of ruined Darth Vader for me. It's just like, I don't see, there's no way I can believe that those two people are the same person. Right. Like, even towards the end where he's, you know, he's burned half to death, he's still whining. Like, I can't, I can't get whininess from Darth Vader. 
I like it because it gives humanity. But he was also more. He, I think he was more human than in the end yes. of that than than where he became in the original. Because I mean, he did get upgrades, firmware. Yeah, upgrades. I mean, he was mostly robotic, but I mean, I think that was more life support. Could be. All right. All right. So we want to take an official vote here. Hayden, good or bad? I'm going with. I think bad. we can all agree I'm, he's I'm not say, good. I'm 100 going to say bad. Okay. Yeah, like we're we're in agreement there. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. But episode three is still one of my favorite movies. I mean, it can still be one of your favorite movies. I mean, what Roadhouse is one of my favorite movies, and it's not going to win the Academy Award. <laughs> Highlander is one of my favorite man. movies. Um, I just it, it's I don't think it's in it the category. What's that? He ruins it for you. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. All right, I feel good. Good, good stuff. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I was, I'm, that's pretty good. That was good. That was good. All right, what's, uh, what's Let's next? Let's do another one. Let's, yeah. Somebody else talk about it. <laughs> TC, you want to pick? Um, let's do... Um, let's do Best Comic Book Villain. Ooh. Best Comic Book Villain. I don't want to be boring, but... Now, is this on? Is this across the board on everything? So the number one best comic book villain from any publisher? Yeah, I mean, or do we want to do the big two? I think let's stick to the big two. This way, it just it doesn't widen it too much, and Zach doesn't bring up a character we've never heard of. <laughs> I shouldn't talk about the Viltrumites from Invincible. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Like the big big bad, like who's the best big bad? Our fa- I, I guess our favorite big bad. So this is the only one where we might not, we could all potentially have a different one. It could be. No, we're all gonna pick the same who's, guy. Who's gonna go first? <laughs> who's gonna go? Uh, Bruce, you no, go. Bruce, you go first. Yeah, Bruce, go first. Want me to go first? Okay. Um, D- DC side. Let's start with DC. Ooh, we can no, do no, 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 no. This no. should be across both. Oh, really? You pick. You pick one across. Oh. Oh, one across both. Okay. That's that's tough. Yeah, that is kind of tough. I'm probably going to have to go, and you probably already know what I'm going to pick. I'm going to have to go with my girl, Holly Quinn. I was surprised by that. Simply because she's bad, but then she's also... Sort of good. She's kind of like the, sort of like the anti-hero, anti-villain. You know, it's um, I I don't know. I I just can't, I, I just can't quite explain it. Out of all the DC titles that I'm currently reading, mm-hmm. I still enjoy her title the most. You know, and it's I mean now they they're kind of turning her into more of a. a uh, a hero, but in the earlier earlier ones when she was still mischievous and causing trouble, but still kind of saving the day at the end, it was, you know, it just kind of it it uh, it just made me enjoy uh, uh, enjoy her character that much more. Okay, that's an interesting that's an interesting choice. 
it, it's funny. I think she was so popular of a of a villain that they had to make her a hero. I think that's what's starting to happen a lot, which is kind of unfortunate with the villains that are so popular that they're just basically becoming heroes or anti heroes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, even the 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 little mini series, uh, uh, Poison Ivy, you know, is like she's a villain. She doesn't really have any uh, heroism in her or anything like that. But that mini series kind of started turning her into, you know, into the antihero, just like you know her uh, part-time fling Harley there. But uh, yeah, you know. I think that that's an interesting point you bring up with Harley Quinn because I feel like she's not um, she doesn't get as much exposure as some of the other characters like Harley Quinn and I feel like she's just like a fantastic and interesting character and I, I'm actually excited to read a story anytime she's in it. I agree with you. There there was a decent amount of like pretty good depth at um in that story of hers. I feel like they let you down a little bit with the uh, with the ending for that uh, Poison Ivy miniseries. I think it was like a six-parter, right? Uh, yeah, it was either four or six. Yeah, I feel like by like the last two issues, it kind of like went in a different direction. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that. Mm-hmm. I haven't read a ton of stuff with Harley in it, honestly. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what I have besides like Hush, you know, that kind of stuff. Honestly, uh, Matt, if the the early Jimmy uh, Palmiotti and Amanda Connor stuff is actually pre- really good. When did when did those come out? Um, they started in like twenty thirteen. That was the like new 50, that was the new fifty two stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's the new fifty two series, which I loved. I loved that series. That was a good series. All right, cool. I'll check that out. She she still she still hasn't kind of like reached the level of like. You know, like Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman. You you know, I I don't think she's like reached that point. You know, she's still more of like the, uh, uh, more like the secondary, uh, tier of like uh, uh, villain slash hero characters. You know, it's like I mean, she she has elevated from you know the early things where she would just occasionally pop in you know she would be in a couple of issues with the joker and stuff like that but you know she she's slowly climbing the ladder will she ever like actually reach the top i i don't think so i think she'll always be sort of uh relegated to that sidekick title you know but um yeah i i think i think she's uh she's definitely grown over the years it's funny you say that because I actually think before the Gal Gadot Wonder Woman came out, she was probably the most popular DC character, f- female, yeah. most popular DC female. Yeah. I think the, I think Gal Gadot has kind of, you know, pushed uh, Wonder Woman back up there. But before that, I think Harley Quinn was like rocking the most popular D- female character for the DC universe at least. Um. <sighs> Uh, let's get let's get an answer from Bojo here. Yeah, I'm gonna gonna comment on the Harley Quinn thing. I think we're at saturation point for her at the moment. I think she's at the top already, and I think you can see that by the fact that she's had three very long running, very successful like ongoing series on her own. 
Or as Joker's had a single one from like the 1970s. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Hey, but he's getting like a three-parter soon. But that? Isn't he getting like a three-parter soon? I don't know. There's one that's the, the series with her, uh, with Harley Quinn and Joker. There's a black label one, and I think there's a black label one where it's uh, uh, just him. And I think that's Jeff Lemire and Andrea Tarantino doing it, but I don't actually know the details on it. I just know that when it comes out, I'm going to snug it. Sorry. I, but, I, but I think there's a there's another Joker miniseries planned. Maybe. I mean, the knee-jerk reaction when you say, like, greatest villain, like, of the big two, the, the knee-jerk reaction for me is Joker. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what, what I expected. Yeah, pretty much. But, I mean, like, what are we talking about when we talk about villains? I, I think sometimes the... the you can have you two thoughts of uh, two schools of thought on this, right? The best villains are ones that you can relate to that are the heroes of their own story and yada 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 yada, and you can almost relate to them like like uh, Killmonger in in Black Panther. He's a great villain, right? Because he's relatable and you understand where he's coming from. You almost sympathize with him, right? Like Thanos in uh, Avengers. Bingo. Yep. Yep. Thanos is the hero in that movie. Agreed. Yeah, I don't know why they changed <laughs> the protagonist of the movie. He's the hero of that movie, and we saw him win. I, I just think that the other school of thought is just like, who is just a bad guy? Excellent there. Have you ever read? Have you ever read Lex Luthor, Man of Steel? I haven't. No. Yes. Okay. Lex Luthor, Man of Steel, thoroughly explains why Luthor is the way he is. And that he turns him from being a character where he's all bad and like, oh, yeah, no, I totally get where he's coming from. I get it. I get it. I just think that there's no – like, you're talking about body count. You're talking about all that jazz. Like, there's no touch in the Joker. I agree. I was going to say Joker. Like, I know, that's why I said it was kind of boring because I feel like, every, like most people would pick Joker. But yeah. that's for good reason, I think. You guys aren't going to go with Spidey villains because Batman's got really good rogues, but Spidey's like rogues galleries. Right are we, there, are right? we talking favorite though? Are we favorite. talking favorite? Or are we talking like greatest? Greatest. What is the wording on this question? It's greatest. The greatest. Greatest. Villain. Greatest. I would say Joker, honestly. Yeah. I'd agree with you on that one. It's like pizza. Even when it's bad, it's good. He's, 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 he's probably my favorite too. He's also but. well known too. I mean, he's when you think of villains in any comic book, I mean, I, he should be the top two, I would think. I mean, trying to think of another person that would, you know, besides people watching movies, if you're just strictly reading comic books, I mean, he should be number one actually, if you think about it. There's a reason everyone wants to do a story with him when they get to take on the the, the title. Mm-hmm. Like, every big, long run of Batman has a, a, a Joker story. Yep. Yeah. A runner-up for me, personally, would be a Green Goblin. Just as a personal favorite. I get really frustrated with him. I, I, I really can't argue against the Joker one at all. I'm going to bring in one that I really like, even though I don't know much about him. But I feel like the Green Goblin just gets, like, kind of exhausting. It's just, you know, you get the same thing over and over with him. I guess because I haven't read the entirety of Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, I guess that's a personal cross I have to bear. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, but for real, because I, I, I could totally see that from your point of view. Yeah, I mean, it's. Very... I mean, I I definitely like in terms of the story. Like, if we'll just stick on Spider-Man for for now, I like his interaction with Doc Ock so much better. I mean, you know, that that Superior Spider-Man was probably one of the best stories Spider-Man's ever had. You know, far okay. none. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like I I definitely enjoy Venom more like the early interactions with him and Venom than I do the stuff with him and Green Goblin. Like Norman Osborn is just like, he's a, he's a poor man's Joker, really. He's like trying to meld like the Joker with Lex Luthor. Okay. Interesting. JJ, what do you think? What would you say? I, I mean, I'm going to I'll, I'll go with the Joker as the top. That, that wasn't my pick though. Yeah. Oh, I, what's your pick? Victor Von Doom. That was a runner-up for me, honestly. You know, it's funny that you say that, Tess, because I just I just did a Google comic book villains, and I'm, I'm going to tell you the top five. The top five that they've got, number one is the Joker, number two is Magneto, number three is uh, Lex Luthor, number four is Doctor Doom, and then you got Thanos. Mm. I, I don't know much about... That's not true. I, I, I haven't... I've read a decent amount with Doctor Doom in it, and he's just... I don't know. He just the, the the coolness of his look, like kind of the superior. Again, you know, he's almost like you were saying with the guys where he kind of doesn't see himself as the villain, right? Which is kind of what I what I like about him. You know, he's you know the the head of a nation, <laughs> and you know he's kind of like doing things the way he thinks the world should be. To I mean, to shape the way the world he thinks it should be. I mean, he's not really looking to like kill everyone i mean he's looking to kill some people he hates reed richards but it's like who doesn't like i can get on board with that <laughs> and, and that goes reed richards is awful <laughs> and that goes for me like i i'm gonna add i'm gonna add another one to this because i i love him but i two-faced same thing i mean he doesn't kill a lot of people i mean he's got you know he's he's got his good side and his bad side i like two-faced i mean to be able to just flip a coin and see, see if you live or die good stuff two-faced is a good one and his he like he, his motives behind it are very deep too. Right. So. Right. That's a good one. I like this one. Yes. Do we all answer? Yeah, yeah I think we all did. I all think right, so. Cool. I mean, Joker's just so good. I mean, like, anytime he's in a storyline, and and that's another thing where you said saturation of Harley Quinn before. I feel like what you were saying because every writer wants to write a Joker story, you almost get an oversaturation of him, which I mean, kind of takes away from like his greatness as a story, uh, you know, as being part of a story. I can see that. Yeah. But we're getting different versions of him, which is makes it kind of interesting. I mean, I think they kind of have to do that now. Right. I mean, that's what we're getting now with the movies. I mean, you've got everything now from this, you know, Joaquin Phoenix to where we had, uh, the Jay Leto. I mean, two completely different jokers. Um, I don't know how much you can saturate that, but it's it's nice to see the different the difference of it. I like the different takes on it. I really yeah, do. Yeah. Like so far, every on screen Joker has been completely different. Because honestly, you can't really do that with other villains. I mean, you can't you can't. I mean, think about that. I mean, is there another villain that like you can only take it as far with another villain? Right. I mean, you can whereas with the Joker, there's so many different interpretations of it, just even from the comic books. Lex Luthor, you can make him a good guy. I don't know. They've done that. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, they made Joker a good guy now too. That's true. Jack Napier. True. For anyone who's read uh, White Knight. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. All right, cool. That's cool. All right, moving on. All right, let's do our last one. One more. Yeah, let's do it. 
So this is kind of in the same realm, right? What, what are we doing? Marvel vs. DC. Oh, come on. I'll start. Matt, why don't you, you start with this Matt, one, Matt? you go for it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Anytime. It's, it's really tough. He wants to say one thing, but he doesn't want to disappoint me. I get it. <laughs> uh, all right, if we're going completely overall. Uh, all right, you know what? Let's make this easier and just say the comic books because just DC the comics? hasn't even come close to touching Marvels in terms of motion pictures. Yeah, don't leave movies out of this. Did you one. see Suicide Squad? I mean, that was a really good movie. Leave, leave movies out of this. One. I, I thought I <laughs> this is strictly comic books. Less Send me another picture. Out. I don't want to hear you talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, strictly, strictly comic books. Strictly comic books. I've read, I've read pretty much an equal equal amount of both. I would say. My, uh, I'm gonna say Marvel. It's okay uh, to be wrong. Give us a reason. <laughs> I have... At least I feel. I mean, I, I've read probably, like, nowhere near what a lot of other people have, so I'm sure there's a lot of great stuff that I missed. But I've read a lot of DC. I've read a lot of Marvel. I have just gotten more consistently good things that I've read out of Marvel. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like it's overall more consistently good, even though Batman is my favorite. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that that was that's a pretty real question. That would answer good. <laughs> um. I, Zach, how about you finish this one out? I, I'm just going to go next, and then uh, we'll, we'll rotate around. Oh, so you want me to make the rebuttal for DC, and then you're going to crush me with the, the final Marvel rebuttal? No, I'm I'm, I'm not going. <laughs> I said so you're going to go last, so I'm going to go next. Oh, uh, okay. I'm sorry. So I think they go up and down a lot. <laughs> I think right now the DC stories are much stronger than the, than the Marvel stories. I think when I first got into this, reading in like 2013, I think Marvel had the upper hand. I think they both do a good... Um, both DC and Marvel have really good stories. I think that DC has more great stories, though. And not to say that Marvel doesn't have any great stories. I think DC has more great stories. And, I mean, granted, they've been around for 60 more years, but I mean, I'm not talking about the stuff from the 30s. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm actually going to agree with you there. Um, but in terms of my interest in comic book characters, I am interested in way more Marvel characters than I am DC characters. Yeah, I mean, the the point is, I think a lot of the, the great characters, I mean, the great stories, have come from the same characters mm-hmm. in the DC universe, and it's more spread out for sure on the Marvel side. Okay. Like I mean, m- most of these great DC stories, let's be honest, they're coming from Batman. Um, they're coming from, I mean, a few Supermans. I mean, I, yeah, it's I mostly reckon, Batman. You're right. Yeah, I mean, Batman has really great stories. I've said it before, Superman's my favorite character, but I think Batman's probably the best comic book read overall. Overall, I mean, there's been other yeah. there's been other good stories. But yeah, not but not in that realm. 
Yeah. I'm trying to think of the right word. So, Jim, why don't you take, a, don't you take it so next? I, so, I, so my, my official vote is DC. I, I, I'm a DC fan. I've always been a DC fan. Um, I, I do read some. I mean, really, the only Marvel books I read is the Star Wars. I mean, I love the Star Wars books, but I'm still 100% devoted DC. I agree with you guys about the current books, though. No, no, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think that's, I think it's hard to debate that at all, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, TC saying, talking about the Batman. I mean, Batman's, the, the runs are fantastic. I love the Batman stories. There have been other great stories. I mean, the, you know, the talent, I, that was a fantastic run. I, I like the all-star Westerns. I thought those were fantastic. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a DC guy, uh, even though yes, I'm a, I'm a I'm probably the only Aquaman fan on the planet. Um, That's impossible. There's got to be at least one more. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that's my that's my vote. Mr. Zach. Can we get a DM on this? DM you wanna, Oh, you want to go last? Yeah, let let yeah. Let's Zach finish it out. Zach is gonna finish. All right. Um, I I can't say that I have read too many uh Marvel Marvel comics uh, except for you know all the Star Wars ones that are coming out and stuff um so I'm definitely more on the DC side you know but Marvel does have you know uh one or two uh the Incredible Hulk especially the the first volume which I'm religiously collecting and um the yeah, yeah, right. Maybe on my maybe on my deathbed, I'll take my last. Uh, I don't even know what it is at value now. Half a million to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, besides that, uh, the other one is the Miles Morales Spider-Man. Loving, loving that story. Uh, maybe because I got in on it from the very start. You know, and, you know, unlike Tess, who's reading every single Amazing Spider-Man there is, you know, um, but, uh, yeah, I, I got to agree. DC has much, much better stories. And um, so, yeah, for me, DC is getting my uh, my vote. Wrap it up. You guys are swaying. All me, right. But I'm, I'm going to stick my I'm going to stand my ground. No, do it. I think that. Looking at the grand scheme of things, there are two companies that are competing with each other. Mm-hmm. So when times are good, they're usually good for one rises, like one raises the, what do they call that? What's that saying? Rise out of the uh, rising tide raises all ships. Oh, right. So when one, uh, one company is doing well, the other company has to like outperform it or rise to the occasion. I think that the best comics that I read were when the market was in a slump. So like early 2000s, mid 2000s, when they were both like desperately trying to compete with each other to like make sales, like ah, oh, this is the best time to read. Um, because they were both. Why there good. are so many good stories from DC? Because DC is iconic. The characters are icons. Their stories are timeless. Even when the technology changes and what they're doing is different, and the Batman's like you know Bat computer in the and the Batcave is gigantic, and it's got a big tube like behind it. Like that small stuff. Like yeah, it looks a little dated, but like Marvel is the the world outside your window. The modern yeah. the references they make are so painfully outdated within five years. So I think that's like 
why you have so many better long-standing stories from DC that just kind of stand the test of time. What are you trying to say? Your aunt is to make you wheat cakes every morning? <laughs> Dude, I love my aunt when I the engine the who wheat cakes. <laughs> um, I'm yeah, agree I, with you there because I very much enjoy reading older DC from like the 40s than I do the Amazing Spider-Man from the 60s. Yeah, they're just they're dated. Everyone's got that hip sweet that hip lingo, you jive turkey. And I, I, you I, jive turkey. I felt like the well, I don't well, know. You can't say that. Am I? What, what's that? You can't say that. I can't. Did you just call me a jive turkey? I did. <laughs> have you seen Have you seen Tropic Thunder? Not Tropic Thunder. Uh, <laughs> no, that, you're right. You're right. What's, you're right. what's the basketball? One? No, it's the basketball one with uh, Will Ferrell. That's that wasn't Tropic Thunder. That was pro. I haven't seen that. That was semi pro. Yeah. Oh, you better I'm watch that. Up. You won't. You won't call anybody a jive turkey again. Oh, let's, keep, let's, let's keep saying that. Let's keep saying it. Um, I, I will agree with you. Like the 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 Spider Mans from the sixties and seventies, they were just so much dialogue. Tess knows. I've been trying to get through the first like ten issues for the last year, and I can't. They were hard to read until the seventies. I'm not going to lie. That dials actually back and, and touches on what I was talking about. Like Spider Man comics were completely different in the sixties than what Batman was doing in the sixties. Like Spider-Man was trying to do things that reflected the world outside. The characters were 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 flawed and more relatable. And I think in that regard, the the Marvel characters are, in some regards, better. Um, where that you can just more easily relate to them. Um, the Batman stuff in the '60s was just like goofy. Yeah. So Is that when the rain, the rainbow shoots came out? That was like early '60s, man. That was like early well, that Marvel was, was, was putting out Fantastic like Four. Stuff, right? like we had Zebra Batman. Yes. <laughs> you know. That was like in response to like a lot of the McCarthyism and stuff that was still kind of going on too, though, right? They were afraid to and do people anything. People were burning comic books. Yeah. It was only when like uh the new look books came out. So that was like around '66. 465, I think. Mm-hmm. I think. I, I like what you said though about like the iconic thing because it's just like I feel like when you when you think of striving to be a superhero, like you always think of like you know the Batman, Superman. I mean, even like Captain America comes into the mix, but again, this is a guy who's been around since like the 40s before. I mean, Marvel kind of adopted him. He's you know pre-Marvel himself. Mm-hmm. But it's just like kind of like they're 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 more than just their characters. They're they're kind of bigger than their characters if you think about it. Which is one of the things I'll say that Zack Snyder got right is he called them mythological characters. He called them the new like you know new gods, new mm-hmm. myths. He got that right about the DC characters. All right, everybody, even a broken clock is very nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think right. that was a good one. I think uh, I think so. We have some we didn't get to this time. We should do part two. We will do a part yeah, two. I think this. we should. Do, I, I mean, this could even be like something we do every once in a while. Yeah, this, Honestly, this we is should. Good. I'm really we excited do, to discuss like Darth Jar Jar. Yeah, maybe <laughs> we could do like one or two topics at the end of a couple episodes or something. Yeah, that might be an interesting segment. Uh, hopefully, people enjoyed this. Absolutely, you know, shoot us your thoughts. If you disagree, agree one way or the other, or, we definitely want to hear. Or even let's. It's add, okay to be wrong. Or, or if you got something we want to add to this list, or we want to debate. Let's, let's, you know, ask yes, us. Absolutely. Uh, rated uh, superheroes of the early nineteen nineties. Dark Man, The Shadow. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, how are we closing this up? So, Matt, let's talk about what we're uh, what we've been reading and watching. Okay. You want me to go first? 
Sure. Yes. All right, JJ's going first here. So what I'm watching. So I watched uh, Titans last night, and boy, <laughs> was that fantastic. Um, I won't go into spoilers, but uh, I'm very excited about this season. Um, um, I, I felt uh, TC and I we we chatted a little bit about this on the train, but they probably could have taken this episode and used it as the season finale for last year. But again, it was still a fantastic episode. Um, I'm excited to see where this goes. Uh, yeah. Um, so that's that. Uh, what I'm reading still Star Wars. Star Wars comes out again tomorrow because we're recording this. When you hear this, it's recording the beginning of the week. Um, I am reading again. Pl- still reading Planet Hulk because uh, we're going to be doing the. Uh, book club um and the book club is planet hulk this month yes so um i'm on it i'm i'm only maybe two or three issues into it um so it's 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 going i'm gonna on. read that as it gets closer so it's fresh in my mind you know i just i i, I probably read it two or three times but i just i wanted to get a beat on it because uh, I'm, I'm actually excited to read this um and then what else am i reading um i just finished reading I like this. Um, the Are you DC... reading any of those DC things you bought for really cheap? Uh, not yet. I'm. I'm. I want to. I want to because these are big up. You know, big big books. And I know we want to save some of these for maybe our book club. Um, <laughs> New frontier. Um, yeah, I, I bought. So it was. I don't know, if Jack, if you knew this or not, but I bought uh, DC during Labor Day uh, weekend. They did a big sale, eighty-eight percent off of graphic novels. So I paid like five bucks for these. But I bought uh, New Frontier. Kingdom Come, Infinity Crisis, Infinity Crisis on Infinite Earth. I'm sorry, Crisis on Infinite Earth. Superman, the Red Sun, and uh, I bought the Wonder Woman Earth One Volume Two because I read Volume One. Um, so <laughs> these were all five bucks. I mean, you couldn't go wrong. Um, but what I did, yeah, start, you got, what? You got some good ones in there. Yeah, I mean, like, Matt, Matt, hook, Matt, Matt helped me out on this. Uh, but what I was really surprised about was the Superman Year One. I know Book Two came out. I think was it last week. Oh, the Frank Miller book. The Frank Miller book, yeah, on the DC Black Label. Um, It took me a while to get through issue one when that first came out. It it took me a little longer to read it because it it just, I just felt like it was a little weird. Uh, But I liked issue two. He's more of you know. um, He was in the Navy, right? He was in the Navy, going to. It wasn't. I don't even know if they called it Seal Bud School, but you know he's going through his seals, and uh, now he's kind of hooking up with the with a mermaid, which is kind of interesting. So. Yeah, it's um, it's Neptune's daughter. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Neptune? No, it's Poseidon. Poseidon, you're Poseidon's right. Poseidon's daughter. Pauses, yeah. Um, so it, I I read that too. It's actually pretty interesting. It, it's interesting. I, I do. I don't even. Know. Are they going to continue with this? I, how long are they going to continue with this? I don't know. I'm curious. Uh, I'm not sure how many issues that's supposed to be. But I'm digging it. I'm digging it. But that's what I'm reading. Next. Um, <laughs> DM, you want to go next, DM? Yeah, sure. I'll go next. Um, what I'm currently watching, not really watching anything uh, uh, relevant on uh, uh, Netflix or the uh, regular network television. But what I have been watching uh, on YouTube on the Caffeine channel, Wednesday nights, they do a, a, a live stream, the Dungeon Run it's uh it's actually pretty entertaining. They actually they play they play D and D and they record it Wednesday nights. Uh, average about three to four hours per episode. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's uh it's pretty elaborate and it's uh it's actually quite entertaining because they actually do role play their characters a little bit and then you know they throw in some um you know outside of the D and D world type stuff. There was like some 
Star Wars uh, references um, on one of the episodes recently. So it's uh, it's 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 pretty fun to watch. And um, the uh, what I'm reading uh, besides my current titles, you know, that I've been uh, collecting for the longest time, I'm uh, rereading um, back in '88. Uh, I guess uh, I believe DC and TSR teamed up, and they came out with uh, a comic run, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. And uh, Jim remembers this because uh, he he picked up a, a couple of the first issues. Um, pretty good stories by Michael, uh, I believe Michael Fleischer. Um, but yeah, I was digging through my boxes and I found these, so I started rereading them. And um, it's actually kind of cool. Nice. And that's it. Cool. Awesome. Uh, Mr. Zach, what have you been reading? Absolutely nothing. Nothing? Wow. Absolutely nothing. School started like two weeks ago, and I have not Excuse had time, so I have enjoyed Excuse. nothing in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm happy you made time for us tonight. Textbooks. <laughs> He's reading textbooks. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I guess a little bit of that. And I've been watching YouTube videos. Like, yeah, <laughs> I've been doing nothing. I've just been working, working, working. Nice. I'm, I can't wait for it to be like November, as insane as that sounds. Yeah. Yeah, he'll come fast. <sighs> yeah. All right. So I've been um. Only thing I've been watching, I've been crushing through Downton Abbey. Still, which is, <laughs> I love how sassy. I can't they believe are. You've been the movie's seven. coming out. Dude, I know it's it's real good. <laughs> Maggie Smith is so sassy. But um, I mean, I mean Happy Hogan was a big fan. <laughs> yeah. Um, reading though, I was actually today before I was so rudely interrupted by a work emergency. I was um I was reading the first few issues of the Eternals for the first time um, mm. because I was kind of sick of not knowing what the hell they were like I had no idea even when the movie was announced I was like I've never read the Eternals I don't know what this is about so um, I gave the original series a shot I'm like four issues in now I really like it it's so interesting this I guess it's a good idea to read that before the movie yeah this is not the show that was going to be coming out that's not coming out that's coming out that's not coming out that's done now right that's in no, no, a movie jim what was okay are you talking about in humans oh that that's what i'm talking about okay yeah. different different yeah. no eternal is a jack kirby series gotcha gotcha okay sorry yeah so I'm, I'm really liking it i'm excited to finish it okay all right i uh, just wanted to add that the dowager countess is awesome in downton abbey so <laughs> <laughs> did you watch the entire thing no, we okay. like to watch the first two seasons, and we like stop just shy of like someone dying. There, there's I, other podcasts for that. There, there's so. another podcast for that. <laughs> what? There's there's I, other I podcasts for that. It's called the Old Ladies Club. <laughs> all right, all right, all right let, let let me finish it out so we keep this in in a timely fashion. Uh, so I'm currently watching finishing last season of arrow i don't know why i'm torturing myself but i'm i'm a completist so i need to to watch these so i finally downloaded them on uh netflix so i've been crushing through that i'm gonna try to catch up on everything before the new stuff starts i don't know if it's gonna happen um and i still reading all the x-men stuff uh crazy yeah i know uh 94 some of it's really good i haven't i'm a little behind the only thing that i really um enjoyed reading most recently, it was actually a DC story, surprisingly, Batman. Uh, so Batman Curse of the White Knight, it's uh, kind of a continuation 
of the uh, of Sean Gordon Murphy's series. So I just read the second one. I don't have they. It, that's current pretty much at this point, right? Book two. Yeah. Is that as far as they've as they've come? It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's. I've been. I'm enjoying it so far as much as I enjoyed. Um, you know, the the first part, Batman. What was it? Was it just White Knight, right? Yeah, yeah Batman White Knight. Yeah, so um, I mean, I really, I, I really enjoy the story. It was recently announced, not in continuity though. This story. I mean, yeah, it's, it's fine. But uh, yeah, it kind um, of it's like uh, like an animated series spinoff. It's um, it's the best um, Batman story I probably read from after like the nineties. <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, that's that's about it. Nice. nice. Good stuff, guys. Uh, anybody have announcements before we check off? No announcements. No. No, I think we're good for now, yeah. yeah. Book, book club, end of the month. Book, book club. club. So we're yep. do, we're Planet, still... Planet Hulk, read it now. Read yeah. it. When are we doing the book club? Uh, you you want to put me on the spot here? Yeah, yeah man. It's September 27th. There we go. Oh, he yes. knows because he's not available that day. <laughs> September 27th. It'll be about around the same time, 8:30. We'll uh, we'll announce that on social medias and places like that. Yep. Um, Please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and interact with us. Yeah, that's right. That's plenty. We'll, we'll let we'll, sorry. We'll let you know again uh, all the places it'll be available as well. Uh, it's Twitch, YouTube, Facebook Live, I believe. Yep. Yep. All right. Good stuff. All right. Well, thank well, you, everybody. Uh, until next time, remember. Don't be the king.